We head off to Argentina now where we catch up with the wonderful rugby writer Frankie Dagas out of Argentina. We're about to get to off to Mendoza. Welcome in, Frankie. Hi, Mark. How are you? Very well. Um, we're a little bit in dark in the dark about what Argentinian side we're going to face, how long they've been together, etc. Could you, could you tell us when they've grouped together and, and then we'll talk about what sort of threat they're going to be? Yeah, they only got together officially on Sunday night to fly to Mendoza. They haven't yet uh, showed their faces to the media except for when they launched their, their rugby jersey. I'm actually going to Mendoza to do a couple of interviews because uh, even having them 15 minutes away from home and unofficial training, uh, they were not available. So uh, I love it. I have to catch a flight and go to the land of wine and sun, uh, which isn't that bad. But um, but yeah, so basically, I don't know if they've been secretive, if they've been hiding, if they've been, I don't know, trying to get their stuff sorted out uh, before the start of the rugby championship. But uh it's not like the question marks. It's just that we don't know what's what's happening with the team. When they named the team that's going to take part in the rugby championship, were there any surprises in selection for you, Frankie? No, they named a squad of 48 to prepare for the World Cup. Then they named a, a smaller group to travel to Mendoza. And that uh, smaller group, there's some issues with uh, injuries or with uh, recovery or which we're not aware how fully recovered players are, mostly at uh, halfback. So uh, they had to invite a fifth or fourth, yeah, whatever, another scrum half uh, to join the, the, the squad in Mendoza because of these question marks. But overall, uh, everybody that needed to be there is there, and there are no real surprise uh, omissions. Surprise Let's put it that way. I really miss having the Hawaris in the Super Rugby. I thought they brought a lot of passion, a lot of flair, and a different style of rugby. But now that is no longer in Super Rugby. Have they? Uh, are the bulk of them over in Europe and in France? All of them, all of them. Basically, all the guys that played for Hawaris are now employed in in France, England, Italy, uh, Scotland was uh, Paolo Matera, who played for the Crusaders, as you will remember. He played in Japan last season, and, and I have no idea. He hasn't yet, hasn't yet uh, told anyone what his plans are for, for this next season that starts after the World Cup. But basically, it was totally dismembered. Even Gonzalo Quesada, who was a coach, he, he assigned to uh, replace Kieran Crowley as Italy coach after the World Cup. So, so yeah, nothing... Only the old shirts uh, you see here and there at uh, rugby clubs. Uh, Argentina had a pretty good year last year. Won two of, well, in fact, they've won two of the last six games against the All Blacks, but last year picking up wins from memory England, Australia, Scotland, you've beaten Italy enough times as well. And Argentina always seemed to peak for Rugby World Cups, and I've always thought that's the South American red-blooded passion, that they just seem to get up for things. Have you got the cattle in the team this year to, to make a real threat in both the Rugby Championship and, and World Cup, do you think? I beg to disagree with you. Uh, we didn't qualify for the quarterfinals in Japan, so that didn't work. Maybe that time what happened was that uh, the team was was uh, had been heavily involved with uh, Super Rugby, uh, playing the final in Christchurch. Then they had a two-week turnaround to play the first test and the World Cup and whatever. Maybe it was too much. 
maybe this other approach of which we know very little of what they've been doing is a different approach. Um, playing playing the the rugby championship and and uh, and the World Cup is is tough. We do have good players, but uh, I don't think we have players that cons- consistently uh, play at that level all the time. But again, I think I mean the players are there. And when you said about the year last year, yeah, they beat the All Blacks, but uh, they beat the All Blacks in the first test, then they lost 53-3. Yeah. And the last two games were against Wales and Scotland, and they were a shadow of the team that uh, beat England in the opening weekend of the November window. So, yeah, there, there's still some question marks. So There's always question marks on Argentina, which team will, will show up on, on a match day. I mean, I think this team and, and the current All Black side, uh, it, could be a, a game that's actually open, even though the bookies uh, don't believe so. But I think it, it's it's quite open. But then it could go either way. I mean, Argentina could just kill them or they just lie flat and, and, and not perform. So hopefully it's the first. So has consistency always been a thing for Argentina? Because as you mentioned, they beat New Zealand and then the following week they just they got destroyed by them. Is consistency something that is lacking from the international team? Yeah, I think it's it's always been an issue. Uh, the only time that they were really, really, really consistent was in 2007, when they finished third. Because if you look at uh, when they finished fourth in 2015, they beat all the opposition except uh, New Zealand, Australia, and South Africa, uh, which came in, in in succession. New Zealand in the opening game, Australia in the semi-finals, and South Africa in the third and fourth game. So. Uh, yeah, keeping it together for for seven games. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, maybe that's what uh, Michael Checker brings to the team. Maybe his approach uh, is is a different one. Coming from the outside looking in, might be might be good. Talking to rugby writer out of Argentina, Frankie Davis. Yeah, the Michael Checker one. I wanted to ask you about him. Um, he he's quite a fiery chap. Probably quite easily slot into the way of thinking of Argentinians. Yeah, he, he's he's quite. Argentine for being a, uh, an Australian uh, with Lebanese origins. I don't know what the Lebanese are like, I have to say, but I'd say they're more like us than than uh, your average uh, Aussie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's. I mean, uh, you, you only have to look at uh, at the at the what you call it when Australia played against against Argentina in 2018. I think they lost the first half something like 30, 32, six or whatever. And he he really gave them a <laughs> a bit of a shouting in the in the changing room. The video is somewhere there in YouTube to find. And they turned it around and they won something like 46, 36. I'm sorry, I don't remember those scores exactly, but uh, but I mean he can really fire up a team. Uh, and the players, I understand, uh, play for him as well. They like him. He's making a, a huge effort to speak the language. Uh, that's that's a big change. So. Yeah, I think Rami. I'm, I'm I'm certain that he's an asset to the team. So it's just a question of if he can change that consistency aspect we were talking about. Frankie, what's your thoughts on this new World Championship that's been? Well, it's not proposed. It looks like it's going to go ahead with the Six Nations teams, the Sanzar teams, um, and two invitational teams making up two pools, and you play each other in the other pools, and culminating in a final, probably at Twickenham, somewhere like that. Is that good for the game? Is that good for Argentinian rugby? It's good for Argentinian rugby, but 
any tournament that has that doesn't have a promotion relegation is 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 an American sport. I mean, NFL has no relegation or promotion. All the all the North American sports don't have that. And I think you're, you're just killing uh, Georgia. You're not giving Uruguay a possibility. Uh, what about will it be Fiji or Samoa? One of them is going to lose out. I think if you really if you're really worried about about the the global scene, you've got to open it and and ensure that there is promotion and relegation. They are talking about promotion relegation in 2030 with a second tier competition running at the same time and a promotion relegation. But there's a very real threat that Italy could get dropped out um, at the at the benefit of someone like a Georgia or a Fiji. But I, I do worry about Tonga, Samoa, and the up and coming like Uruguay have been fantastic on the seven series. I've thought they're real improvers. So South American rugby. Apart from Argentina, I guess are a little worried. They are, they are, and and again, I mean, yeah, we're going to do it in twenty thirty. So many things can happen in seven years that uh, it. I think it's 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 empty promises. Um, just start from the start, and it makes if Italy has to drop out because Georgia beat them. Goodbye, Italy. Yeah. It's 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 a fact of it's a fact of life. If Argentina, I mean now Argentina, they were hoping uh, today they were hoping to qualify for the semi-finals of the Under Twenty World Championship, and uh, they lost, and now they've got to play for uh, for survival. So I mean they went there uh, full of hype. Now they've got to play to avoid relegation. Fact of life, mate. You're as good as your last game. Just get it together. Yes, I watched that game, actually, this morning, New Zealand time, the Argentinians. You've got some good young athletes coming through. I know you haven't made the semi-finals, but you're pretty damn close, and you ran South Africa pretty close as well. Wonderful set piece, as per normal, with the Argentinians. Just yeah. just before we go, Frankie, the 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 next level down from Argentinian um, test rugby teams, your local competitions, is it is it all about building a pathway into Europe, into Japan, for your local players in Argentina? Yeah, it's not so much about building a pathway because, I mean, there's, there's a certain amount of players that will be hired by overseas countries. What they're trying to do, and uh, now this year was Super Rugby Americas, uh, seven-team competition, two from Argentina, one from Paraguay, one from Chile, one from Uruguay, one from Brazil, and one from the U.S. It's just, again, provide this pathway uh, for players to, A, be professional in within their region, not needing to leave, and then the, the other option is that the, the national teams are going to be better served. 20, 20 of the guys that went to South Africa with the under-20s, they played in, in the Super Rugby Americas this year. And that was very positive. I mean, basically we were expecting better results given that they uh, had played professional rugby leading up to, they played uh, 12 games, 12 professional games leading up to the Junior World Championship. Okay, it didn't happen. It's it's all part of the of the growing pathway, but uh, we've had semi-professional and professional rugby now since 2020 in the region, and in fact that's why Chile qualified. Chile would not have qualified if we haven't we hadn't had that tournament. So, as you say, I mean it's not a pathway for for players to go overseas. We're not we're not uh, we're not feeding them for someone else to uh, benefit. But it is, it is a pathway so that our national teams are better. 
Well, brilliant, Frankie. I appreciate you talking to us before you jump on a plane. I'm very much looking forward to uh, sampling a bit more Los Pumas uh, flair, rugby, uh, strength, mobility. Uh, let's hope it's a bit of a spectacle in Mendoza. Um, really appreciate your time today, Frankie. It's always a pleasure, mate. Uh, we beat the All Blacks in Sydney. We beat them in New Zealand. We haven't yet beaten them in Argentina. Maybe it's this weekend. Hopefully. Who knows? Yeah, brilliant. Frankie, travel well. Thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah, Frankie Degas there. Um, great chat out of Argentina. Um, I didn't even know about Super Rugby Americas with teams from Paraguay and Uruguay and Chile and I think there are a couple from Argentina, one from Brazil. Um, so they've got some good meaningful competition for their players, which is fantastic. A couple of text messages, uh, one from Ken Staffy on the under-20s. There were some poor selections in the squad, chosen, and injuries, and the defence coach was not up to it as proven before in the NPC. There's so much talent there all across the board, and these guys are still 18 or 19. I know a couple, and they are big boys, so I think we'll be okay heading forward. Cheers, Ken. Yeah, I'm not saying they're poor players, Ken, but I'm just weary, I think, of the Northern Hemisphere and the amount of effort they're now putting into those academies. And I mentioned yesterday when I spoke to Victor Vito a couple of years ago, and he said the 18 and 19-year-olds in their club academies, just their clubs at Montpellier, at Toulon, at Toulouse, at Racing 92, the academies that they're putting in behind this now, and they've finally breached that gap between the national body and the rich club owners. There's now harmony there. And the disharmony helped us because teams wouldn't release players. Now they're all on the same page. I think we could be, after this World Cup, there's a potential, not saying it's going to happen, there's a potential that this French rugby movement is going to be very, very hard to stop. Um, From Kanu, the under-20s rugby team, disappointing result. Same as if the French-Irish Seems as if the French, the Irish and the English have improved with their national tournaments and we have been a bit left behind and it's a bit sad. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a warning shot. It's not a loaded gun. It's a warning shot that these, these youngsters, they play some very good rugby at that under-20s. And I do take your point, Ken, that all is not lost for New Zealand, etc. Uh, but I feel like maybe that group of players during that COVID period weren't accommodated, didn't have meaningful competitions, and I think we've been left behind a little bit. Um, New Zealand rugby, hopefully, I'm pretty sure, they will act on these results that have happened out of South Africa at the under-20s and just bring some meaningful competition and, and resource behind these these guys because um, it's they'd put their hands up and say it's not really good enough to be playing off a fifth and eighth at the under-20s level. All right, um, Happy to take your text messages, double eight double three. That is the Tampa and Bear Post text machine, of course. Uh, they make beds designed to fit your body. I'd like to challenge them on that. Have they got a bed that will fit my body? <sighs> Haven't found one yet. Maybe they've got one. Anyway, double eight double three text messages on anything you like on the Steve Hansen chat that we replay to you out of the breakfast show. If you want to listen to the chat in its entirety, you can go to the SENZ app or Apple or Spotify. The full chat is there.